0: Everybody welcome welcome to the monthly monthly call with Mark monthly what do I call this monthly meeting with Mark I don't know something like that it is it's the first Tuesday of the month again which means it is time for us to chat about your business and your business finances people of course are going to trickle in over the next few minutes I'm looking forward to chatting Hope y'all had a great month. Okay. All starting out muted. Hopefully you all got the invitation to the private podcast link. I love that idea. It's so frictionless for people to then to consume audio. Drives me crazy if I join a course or a community or something, and then audio's I have to try to listen to them on Chrome on my phone or something, and it's constantly pausing. It's just so annoying. Podcast feeds are great for this kind of thing. And this, uh, with the advent of private podcast feeds where it's not that they're password blocked, at least in my case, it's not password blocked. You don't have to have a password to get in, but there's just a specific uh, link for each individual on the feed. And that's just so convenient. So that's what we'll use, you know, subject to feedback from you all. Okay. I've got, I hope it's not much more than 15 minutes worth of material prepared, maybe 20 minutes worth of material prepared. I'm going to go through it. And then we'll use our remaining time to talk about your questions and comments about it. So that way we, uh, I don't want this, this part of the, of the, of the hour to take the whole hour. So that's why we're going to do it this way. Let me share my screen. And I realize, of course, it's not full screen, so you can see the slides on the side, but that's just the easiest way to do this in Zoom for me. So today I want to talk about, And make sure I can see my participants in the Zoom window here. Today I want to talk about marketing problems versus money problems. And I could have added a third and I could have said mindset problems because, well, you're all coaches, most of you are coaches and you know that most problems have a mindset component to them. Probably all problems have a mindset component to them. But what I've found in in eight years now, I've been doing, I've been helping coaches with their money for eight years. I find that the moment arrives in a coaching business, or at least the moment when someone comes to me, the moment when someone comes to me, they very, very often will say something like, you know they'll get my email address from a friend or from their coach or from a, another one of my clients and they'll come to me and say i have to figure out my money and for the longest time in my business i i didn't understand why do people keep coming to me and saying this one thing what do they actually mean when they say it when they said they have to figure out their money what what are they talking about and for a long time i i really got it in my head that when they said they said, I have to figure out my money. And I immediately translated it in, in my head to, I have to help these people spend less money. That's what they're talking about. That's the pain they're feeling. That's the solution I have to provide. So I, I just it's like, I've, I've got to help people spend less. If they spend less then they will feel like they've figured out their money and then they'll be happy and I'll feel successful. And of course I was wrong over time. I, I found that there were a whole bunch of circumstances in which people were coming to me to say that they had to figure out their money. And money was only directly related to a few of them, but I, I made some notes. Um, they might you, The bottom line is I have to figure out my money means I'm stressed or I'm scared. That's what it actually means. And it's because my credit card balances are high or my bank balances are low, or my business coach told me that I'm doing it wrong, or I bought a course called Entrepreneurial bookkeeping that was produced by Brooke Castillo and sort of Mark Butler. And what else? Oh, my spouse has given me a hard time about my business, whether that's the amount of money I'm spending or the amount of money I'm making. I found that when I would dig in with clients in here, I've, I've got to figure out my money. It was one of these things was typically going on. And then as time progressed, I realized it may or may not be a money issue. Then I would get a little farther into the relationship and people would say, oh, I just, I'm just sure I'm wasting a lot of money every month. And in the early days, I was sure that they were right. Yeah. I'm going to get you sorted out. I'm going to get your expenses down. Then you're going to feel better. Everything's going to be great. But what I found was when someone said, I'm sure I'm wasting a lot of money. Here was the thought chain. The thought chain was either I'm poor or broke, or I'm a bad person, or I'm stressed or taxes are due or whatever. I've I feel out of control. I want to get back under control. And the shortcut to feeling back in control is I've got to cut some expenses. And people would say, I'm sure I'm wasting a lot of money every month. Or they'd say, I know I've got big money leaks. I'm I'm hiring you to help me find my money leaks. And for a while, I was pretty sure I could. Oh yeah, we can for sure find your money leaks. Well, what actually happened was this. I would get into their, their numbers and we'd start working together. We'd work together for a few months and they would come to a budget meeting with me and they would say, you know, I'd be going through their finances and I'd say, Oh, you know, are you still using software X? And they'd say, Oh no, I canceled that. I canceled that because it was 30 bucks a month. And yeah, I got, I got rid of that. And I could tell that they were pretty proud of themselves, pretty satisfied with their $30 per month, uh, windfall savings that they had created in their business. And again, for the first probably couple of years in my business, I was right there with him. Yeah, good job. Good job. Those things add up. That's a favorite, favorite phrase in the finance world, business and personal. Like, oh yeah, those things add up. It's like the daily latte factor. Oh, those daily lattes, they really add up. Well, sort of. They sort of add up. What I found was $30 a month actually doesn't really move the needle in anybody's business or in their personal life. And what was actually going on was when people were, they're feeling some stress associated with something, it might be money, it might be their business, it might might be something. And then they're wanting to recapture control. And then the easiest way to recapture a sense of control is to pluck the lowest hanging fruit in your finances. And the lowest hanging fruit in your finances is that $30 per month software that you don't use that often. And they would get this sense of accomplishment from having canceled that. But I finally realized that it's the equivalent of cleaning off your desk. When I feel stressed, when I feel anxious, I like to clean. I like to clean off my desk. I like to vacuum. I love doing laundry. Laundry is fantastic. I love folding laundry. I do all of these things and it helps me recapture a sense of control I'm going to do a couple loads of laundry and I'm like, look what a good person I actually am because that laundry wasn't folded and now it is folded. Everything is okay. People do this in their finances by canceling $12, $15, $20 per month subscriptions. And they get that little dopamine hit from doing that, but it doesn't really move. It doesn't really move the needle. And so I started to have tougher conversations with clients where when they wanted to congratulate themselves for saving $20 a month, I would tell them, you know, yeah, that's great. That's great. In the same way that having a clean desk is great. It may be easier to be productive with that clean desk. You know, it's nice to not, it's nice to not spend that $20 in a way that you're not using it, but you're not actually moving the needle in your finances when you, when you make those small changes. Now, yes, over time, they add up, but I want to talk about the overtime time thing in a minute. So here's the 99% solution. For those moments where your, your supposed money problems actually are money problems, meaning you think you're spending too much and you might actually be spending more than you want to, I'm going to give you what I think is the 99% solution for managing expenses in a solo business, whether that's a coaching business or freelancing business, a lot of your freelance service providers. This may be true also for bigger companies, but I don't deal with those. So I don't know if they would say this is true for them or not, but I can speak to your business. Here's part one of my 99% solution. Clean up your subscriptions a couple times each year. Just like you, you know, it's sort of a spring cleaning thing. Run through your subscriptions, and say, I'm not, when I signed up for that, I was sure I was going to use it a lot. I'm not using it much. I'm going to go ahead and cancel it. And you'll find that, Depending on what software you've signed up for and what memberships you might have signed up for, you're going to save yourself 50 to a couple of hundred dollars per month by doing that. And you know what? You'll be glad you did. I'll be glad you did. Some some subscriptions go into the hundreds of dollars per month and those things add up quicker. So if you're paying for a subscription that's hundreds of dollars per month and you're not really... Using it in the way that you thought you would, if it's not really doing the job that you hired it for, yeah, clear it out. Clear it out a couple times each year. It's not going to really make you wealthy in the way that you might envision, but it's going to it's going to put a few extra dollars per per year in your pocket, and you won't be sorry to do that. So clean those things up a couple couple times per year. Here's the one that actually matters. Here's the one that actually moves the needle. Think a little longer and a little harder before giving chunks of money to other humans. Just pause, pause before you do it. Now, this is where I was talking to somebody the other day. And I said, It's like my business is one giant conflict of interest because, I, well, first of all, I'm one of the humans that you can give money to in varying amounts. You can give me hundreds of, a couple hundred dollars a month, you can give me thousands of dollars per year. I will cash both checks happily. But as you, if you would like to change your finances, I won't, canceling the $20 per month software isn't going to make a huge difference. And in your personal finance, by the way, canceling the daily Diet Coke or the daily latte or whatever, not going to make a huge difference. I'm sorry. I don't care what the personal finance blogs say. But the money can go out fast when you start giving it to other human beings it can go out in it can go out in big chunks and sometimes people come to me and they'll say i've been working in my business for years and the business is generating more and more and more money but i don't seem to have more money and i'm confused by that and i'll say well tell me about your team and tell me about the masterminds you're signing up for and it's pretty much that simple it just is In our industry, in our little corner of the world, when people show me, oh, I've hired, I've hired all these people, you know, I've hired a personal assistant, I've hired a a business manager, and I've hired a whatever. And I always have my coaching. And I, by the way, I believe in coaches having coaches. I'm not, none of this is anti-anything. It's awareness. We're talking about awareness. So when someone comes to me and says, I just feel like I'm, if a coach, if it's a coach and they come to me and say, I just feel like I'm not making the money I thought I would, I'm going to look first at how much coaching they're buying. I'm going to look second at who's on their team. And I'm going to look third at their advertising expense because those are the three areas where coaches end up spending the biggest chunks of money, the biggest chunks. Now, whether they're happy to spend those chunks of money, it's another conversation you get to like your reasons for doing things or not doing things. The issue that I'm speaking to directly is if a coach is telling me that she or he does not have the pile of money that they thought they would, given the way their business is going, I'm going to look at those three areas, coaching, team members, advertising expense. Those are the areas I'm going to look at. To just kind of drive this point home about which expenses actually move the needle in your life. We have kind of hundred dollar per month type expenses or twenty dollar per month type expenses all the way up to ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar chunks. If a person comes to me and says, "Well, yeah, you know, I, I kind of made some progress this month. I canceled this and that subscription, and you know, I'm really getting ahead." And like, well, here's the thing: if you cancel hundred dollars per month worth of subscriptions, but then Spend ten thousand dollars on anything in one go, whether it's a mastermind or it's a coaching experience or whatever. You you just spent eight and a half years worth of that savings. The savings you got from the subscriptions, you just spent eight and a half years worth of that savings. So you could have you could have stayed subscribed to those software tools that you probably don't you didn't want them, that's why you canceled them. But we're talking about almost we're talking about over eight years of use in that software can be sort of soaked up by one yes to a coaching experience or to a new contractor or to a mastermind. And if this number is 25,000 or 50,000, you start to see how I don't really care when people have a few subscriptions and it doesn't really make that big of a difference. But if someone comes to me and says, yeah, I'm considering a $25,000 coaching experience, I'm going to say, great, let's take an extra day or two to consider what job you're actually hiring that coaching experience to do. And that's going to be especially true the second and or third time they come back to me and say that they want to spend that money again on that kind of thing. And I'll I'll say, great. The first time you spent that money, did it do the job you hired it for? Do you think you need to hire it again for the same job? And this is where I just want there to be a pause, a slightly longer pause and a little bit more clarity about what is actually motivating you to make that higher ticket purchase. It's the big purchases that move the needle in our finances and our personal lives for that matter. Okay, so that's sort of the money piece of this. The money piece of this is manage your expenses, have some clarity around why am I spending what I'm spending? But if you want more money, it's more marketing. Like that's the whole, that's pretty much the whole story over and over again. As I've talked with people over the years, when they come to me with that first question or with that first, that first sort of stressed out statement, I've got to figure out my money. I would say somewhere between eight and nine out of 10 times when I actually dig into their business, I find out that they don't have a money problem in the, in the sense that I've been talking about so far. Their entire problem is marketing. They just don't have enough leads. And it's, it's pretty much that simple. If you're in my world for very long, you're going to see this slide over and over and over again. This is what I call the revenue cycle. And it's a simplification of just what goes on in any business. There's three phases in the business. There's three big pieces marketing, sales, and fulfillment. In the marketing phase, strangers who don't know us at all, they become contacts. And a contact is someone who's aware of us. And then our job is to have that contact become a prospect. And I define a prospect as someone who likes and trusts us in the context of the specific problem that we solve. So when people come to me for money help, I I want them to like me, but I also want them to trust me to have insights to offer them on on their money. So marketing, the job of marketing is to help people know, like, and trust us. The job of the sales process is to make the offer to the prospect. It's to convert the prospect into a customer. So they know me and they like me and trust me. And now they're choosing to give me money for the specific solution that I offer to their problem. That's the sales process. The fulfillment process or the fulfillment phase is when customers actually receive the thing we promised to give them when we made them an offer And hopefully they love it and they become evangelists, which is why the fulfillment phase ideally should loop right back to sales and right back to marketing. Because once people love us, hopefully they're introducing new people, new people to us, and that's marketing. And once they love us, they keep buying things from us. That's how fulfillment loops back to sales. So in the marketing phase, strangers become contacts, contacts become prospects in the sales phase, prospects become customers. And in the fulfillment phase, customers become evangelists. This is how the world works as far as I'm concerned. And everything that happens in any business fits into one of these three categories. The money is made in the marketing phase, especially in the short term. In the long term, the quality of the experience becomes more and more important. But the true test of this is that People who deliver relative, especially in online business with courses and masterminds and coaching and all these things, people who deliver a relatively rough experience can still make huge quantities of money because their marketing is so effective. So other things being equal, a coach who wants to grow would give more energy and attention to marketing and less energy and attention to the experience. That's super counterintuitive. And honestly, I know it's a big turnoff to a lot of people because- You got into the business because you wanted to deliver the experience. You wanted to do coaching, not do marketing. But if you're finding that you're not making the amount of money you want to make at the pace you want to make it, the solution is not to become a better coach. It's not another certification. It's to become a better marketer. And more specifically, it's to become better and better at the no part of the equation now for those listening to the audio that's K N O W not N O when we talk about no like and trust the K N O W phase of that is to have to meet new people and to spark a relationship with those people that is for many many maybe even most of the coaches i've talked to over the years and honestly business owners i've talked to over the years that's the missing piece Not enough people are meeting them and coming to like them and trust them and being prepared to hear an offer. So, coaches beat their heads against the wall because they think, I feel like I'm a a great coach or becoming a better and better coach, but my income isn't increasing. And it's because not enough people know you're a great coach. They don't like you and trust you in the context of your ability to coach them. And that's why your revenue doesn't grow. If you want your revenue to grow, you do more of no like trust, and specifically more of no. Now, in our world, people very, very often try to solve the problem of no like trust with ads, with advertising. And in this phase of our economy's history, that means mostly Facebook ads. It might mean YouTube ads, it might mean Google AdSense, but Facebook ads are kind of the whale these days where 10 years ago, it was, it was Google Ad, Google AdWords. So here's what I hear a lot. I need to build my funnels. When people hear me talk about marketing or when they hear about marketing in general, they say, oh, I got to build my funnels. And they mean I've got I've to create Facebook ads, create Facebook campaigns, freebies to give away. I've got to get all this done. I have to hire somebody to do this. And all of that may be true. Well, it may be useful. It may be effective. But we've gotten into a weird place in our little community where we have started to equate advertising with marketing, meaning in our minds, advertising is marketing. Marketing is advertising. And that's that's kind of the end of the discussion. If I want to grow my business, I pull the lever of Facebook ads and my business grows. Some of you have been at this long enough now to know that's not strictly speaking true. And unfortunately, many of you have made that mean like, well, that means I'm not a good coach or... I'm not, I'm just not good at this because I haven't figured out how to make Facebook campaigns profitable for me. Of course, that's nonsense. Because there are so many different ways to to have people experience the no like no like trust with you. So many different ways. And and this is not this is not a class about marketing, but it is a class where I want to plant the seed in your head and say, advertise or advertising is not strictly speaking marketing or maybe better to say it in the reverse marketing is not strictly speaking advertising there's so many other ways to market in fact i got my slides out of order i'm going to drag drag this one up here every activity that creates and nurtures relationships is marketing every single one going to a lunch going to lunch with a friend is marketing now i'm not saying take a transactional view of all the human beings in your life i'm saying there's actually good news here where creating and nurturing all of the relationships in your life will perform a marketing function in your business if you allow it to. A conversation, you know, uh, one thing leads to another in a conversation and then the person that you're in the conversation with says, well, maybe we should talk or I know someone who should talk to you. That is marketing. So you want to be careful to not over identify with Facebook ads or paid ads in general as the marketing machine, as the only marketing engine in your business. And if I have a tiny beef with some of my current and former clients, it's that they have contributed to the idea that the only marketing that truly counts or matters is advertising. The only marketing activity that truly counts is advertising. When the fact is so many coaches are building businesses they love without ever paying for ads. I'm one of them. I have paid for ads. I think the sum total of ad in the, in the eight years I've had my business, I've spent, I've spent about a thousand dollars on Facebook ads. And I think I even did get a bookkeeping client from that thousand. She had already heard of me and then she saw my ad and clicked through my ad. So there was already part of a relationship. That's not a dig on advertising. I think that's often how advertising works. But I've spent $1,000 on Facebook ads. In the first year of my business, I spent about $30,000 on sponsorships, which is a story for another day. By luck or whatever, those, those sponsorships probably paid for themselves within five years. They did give me some clients but knowing what I now know, would I do those sponsorships again? I don't think so. I know I wouldn't. Not for 30 grand. Not for 30 grand. So here's here's uh, one of my second to last or my last few thoughts. When it comes to marketing, I would encourage you to start by matching your business goals to your core values. The core values means a lot of different things to a lot of people. You probably understand the intent of what I'm saying, though you have a specific set of motivations for starting your business. You have a specific set of things, ideas, ideals, values that really matter to you. I would start by matching your business goals to those values, as opposed to just saying, I want to make a bajillion dollars for its own sake. Have some clarity about the connection between your goals and your core values, because it sets you up to match your business model to your goals. Different business models are well-suited to different goals. So a one-to-one coaching business isn't probably the best suited to a $5 million per year business. Could it be done? Sure. It could be done. Is it, is it common? I would say it's not common. So you want to figure out what is my what are my goals and then which business model supports those goals while still fitting with my core values. So if you, if you, for example, well, let's jump into my next point. You want to match your marketing to your business model. So if someone says to me, I want to have a membership with, uh, you know, a thousand members, but I don't really want to create much content, like uh, marketing content. I'll say, I don't, I personally don't have any reference points that tell me you're going to be able to grow a thousand person membership without regular content creation, marketing content creation. Could it be done? Everything could be done. So I don't, I'm not speaking in absolutes here, but the marketing probably isn't really well suited. Their desire to not create content is probably not very well suited to that business model. Okay. You, wanna, you want your business, and by the way, paid ads, I think paid ads are very poorly suited to a one-to-one business model. So if your goal is to have a nice, steady one-to-one coaching practice, I don't think paid ads are the, are the vehicle. And we can talk, well, we've already talked other times, but I'm happy to talk anytime about why I believe that's true. So you match your goals to your core values. You match your business model to your goals. You match your marketing to your business model. Those are that that's a conceptual. I've just laid something conceptual out. It's not very nuts and bolts, I realize, but you at least want to have those as reference points and say, okay, are my goals aligned with my core values? Is my business model realistically aligned with my goals? And then the marketing that I'm planning to do, does it, does it, does it actually match up to the business model that I'm pursuing? That's the question that leads you to, I think, a more sustainable set of marketing habits that will deliver the goals that you're excited to achieve. Last point: I'll feel better when there's just there's there's no there's no small amount of irony with life coaches who um, are selling the idea that peace of mind comes from thoughts. But then who torment themselves about their bank balance or the numbers on their profit and loss statements. So I'm just encouraging you to check in with your own philosophy and make sure you actually believe it. Because if you actually believe it, then you'll set business goals according to your own philosophy. You'll spend money according to your own philosophy, the philosophy that feelings come from thoughts, not from facts, not from circumstances. I just want you to check in with that when you're feeling what seems to be financial stress. Here are my conclusions. Thoughtfully consider large expenses in your business. And those are typically the ones that walk on two legs. Contractors, coaches, that's where most of the money is going to go. If your expenses are managed and you still don't have the amount of money that you want or that you're hoping to have, marketing is probably the solution. It's probably the answer. Now, the only reason I say probably is because you might have an offer that you're making that doesn't really set you up for success. And all that means is you're probably giving too much and in exchange, not getting quite enough money. And that's, that's a treadmill that can burn you out. But usually the issue is I'm... I'm not, I'm not meeting enough people and those people are not knowing, liking, and trusting me and getting prepared for my offer. If you don't have the money you want to have, that is the issue. And then last, just a reminder to believe your own philosophy and remember that happiness does not come from changing numbers. And I have lots of evidence and lots of stories to back that up from people who have more money than I can personally think of how to spend. And yet they're not, they're not, if they're happier, it's not because their bank balance has changed. It's for other reasons. And if they're less happy, it's for other reasons, it's not because of their money. All right. That was half the call. Oh, well, that'll hopefully be some good audio. And now I want to chat with you all um, as you raise your hands or as you unmute yourself, or I, I can't remember. Can you unmute yourselves or do I have to unmute you or maybe you can't raise your hands?
1: Yeah, we can.
0: You can unmute. Okay, great. <laughs> Who's talking?
1: That's me. It's Ashley. Hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you.
0: Is this your first time here? Yes. Did you just sign up for the service?
1: Yes. Oh, welcome.
0: It's fun to have you, you here.
1: Thank you. I'm not sure if you remember me from Katie's retreat. But... No,
0: of course. That's what I'm saying. That's, what, that's okay. my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember you.
1: No, I'm, I'm super excited. I love everything that you shared. Um, and yeah, it's given me a lot to think about. So I'm really excited. Thank you.
0: Great. So glad you're here. No questions for you at the moment?
1: Um, I don't think so. I I mean, I'm thinking about, so I shared kind of my what I do with my business in my business with you um, back in October. But I so I work with women and their hormones. Mm -hmm. And I kind of the way that I funnel in my private clients in my mentorship is I have a class that I offer, a signature course called Cycle Strategy 101. I also have a class called Hormones and Exercise, and both of those classes have been very successful for me, and I've been able to get private clients out of those classes. Mm. But I've never thought about doing an ad, like on Instagram, for them. I've never, I've never even thought of it. Mm. And so, but for me, having those classes, I only charge twenty-eight bucks for them but it's a way that they can get to know me, like me, trust me. We then meet once with the price of the class. They also get 30 minutes one-on-one with me so that I can help them with their individual circumstance. And so it's, I feel like it's a really pretty slick idea that I've got going on. I don't know, you might object, but but I love the idea of kind of thinking about maybe doing some Instagram ads and seeing if I can just kind of extend my reach that way. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that.
0: How are people coming to, how, how, do, they, how do they purchase the $28 thing in the first place? How do they find so, out about it?
1: Just on Instagram. I'm just in my stories talking about it all the time. And I think they just find me.
0: Okay. Tell me more about I'm in my stories all the time. Can you describe that?
1: Mm-hmm. So I just get on to my Instagram stories and I talk about the benefits of the class, what I teach in the class, what they can learn from it, why you should sign up for it, why you need it, et cetera. Et cetera. How often? Um, I teach it mm, every couple of months.
0: And in, and in the, and in the, like in the interim, are you posting stuff on Instagram? Uh-huh. Yes. Like How often?
1: Hmm. Multiple times a week, three to five times a week.
0: And is that like an Instagram stories or?
1: Uh, Both normal posts and then my stories.
0: Do you have, do you have a sense of how people find your Instagram?
1: So I know that a lot of it is word of mouth. I know that people will say, oh, my friend told me that I need to follow you or something like that. um, when they come to their private session, after they sign up for the class, I will ask them, how did you find me? And sometimes they'll say, I don't know. I think you just kind of popped up in my feed. So.
0: Okay. So thanks for answering that. So that's a marketing plan. That is a marketing plan. The marketing plan is create content post it on Instagram. Let the Instagram algorithm bring you new people. Mm -hmm. That's the marketing plan. Uh, I, I, I want to, I want to say that so clearly because sometimes when people talk about this, they say, well, I just post on Instagram, right. But you're not actually not, not that this is you actually, but that's not actually a description of your marketing plan. Your marketing plan is, and the algorithm brings me new people
2: Mm.
0: and people bring me new people. It's the combination of people sharing my stuff and the insta and the algorithm sharing my stuff. That's the marketing plan. So some people might hear that and say, well, I I post on Instagram all the time, but I'm not growing. And then my answer is, it's because, and we we can dig into why, but it's because either the algorithm and or people are not bringing you new people. So that is the thing to be solved. Just posting on Instagram, you actually haven't, you have solved something, but you have not solved no, like, and trust. Because the no piece is what the algorithm does for people and word of mouth does for people. It's I really belabor that point because it's the same thing when people tell me oh, I post on Instagram every day, or I publish my podcast every week, or I write on my blog every day, or I send my newsletter every week. Why am I not growing? And it's because all of those things fit mostly in the like and trust category. But in terms of actually meeting new people, you either have to outsource it to people who bring you word of mouth or to an algorithm like the YouTube algorithm or the Instagram or uh, Instagram's algorithm or Facebook's algorithm or Google's algorithm, or you purchase those new relationships in the form of ads. But that's, that's where people aren't, they're not quite getting themselves there. They're on the content publishing part, but they don't, they're not connecting that to how that actually brings them new people. Now, when you're deciding whether or not to do, you know, an Instagram ad by all means, uh, go for it. Um, have some clarity around what your hypothesis is. And so, so you know, whether or not that hypothesis was proved true or false. So the hypothesis is I'm going to spend $10 a day on Instagram ads. And my expectation will be, I will increase my followers by five per day. Your hypothesis is a total guess, but the hypothesis is important because it gives you some rigor.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you can say, I'm spending this many dollars with this expectation of a result. And then if that doesn't happen, then you can start to look into why, but once people realize, well, I actually do need to do something to bring new people. They do it without a hypothesis hypothesis. And they're like, I don't know. I've been spending money on ads. I don't understand. They're just kind of throwing money out there and hoping there needs to be just a little bit more rigor. So I hope as you dig into it, I hope you'll think about what your hypothesis is so you can test against it
1: hmm Yeah. Okay. That's super helpful. Thank you so much.
0: You bet. Who else wants to chat? Great to see you here, Ashley.
2: Thank you. I will. Hi, Beth. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Great. Great. So could you give me an example of matching my core value, like just to throw one out, like a core value to my business, to my marketing? Like what? What does that look
0: like? Oh, yeah. I can, I can give you <laughs> maybe more easily than anyone on this call. <laughs> um, you know, matching your core values, what well, starts with matching your core values to your goals. Right. So w- w- you and I know that your core values include relationships. You're big on relationships and spending time with people you love. And true we know another big one is that you love to spend time in rela- with people you love in places traveling.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
0: So I think the foundation of your business is to ask yourself questions like, okay, what business is best suited to me spending lots of time with people I love and um, in a variety of places, like new places that I've never been or places I love this sort of thing. That's just one small example of a core value. Okay. Um, another core value would be, you know, how you feel about the work you do with, with the parents of teens and, and how you feel having been where they've been, all of these things speak to core values and then have a relationship to the goals, as opposed to just saying, I want to make a million dollars just cause, Right. which isn't your style anyway, but a, a lot of people kind of fall into that, like. Well, whatever my core values are, I know they're going to be better if I have a million dollars. <laughs> and it's not that that's strictly speaking untrue; it's that if you just set the million-dollar goal without referencing the core values, you'll end up doing things for the million that may they're they're not going to be unethical or or whatever, but they're not going to be really well suited to you because the goal was the money instead of living the life you wanted to live the way you wanted to live it.
2: Right. So lately I've felt a little lately, meaning just January, and I swear it might just be January. <laughs> I don't January-ness. Know, I lo- I, I'm going to blame my feelings on January. That's amazing. Sure. Uh, of just like being a little confused on the, on the direction. I feel like there's so many options, you know, and you mentioned creating a funnel and then I don't know, anyway, maybe that's a different conversation or a private conversation, but it, it tends to feel sometimes a little overwhelming trying to figure out, and I know it's like, well, you just try one, but I swear we're always trying to just do, well, what, what would be like the best one to try or the right one, which I know we're not supposed to think, but it, I have a human brain, so here we go. So you'd get well,
0: I, where I, I get. I confused. disagree that you're not supposed to think. I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> I think that's a silly thing to say to people. Right, um, of course. Because you're going to, you're going to evaluate options and you're going to decide, well, again, it's about that hypothesis. What am I, what am I trying to prove true or prove false? What, what am I trying to learn? I will say this. I think a better mindset going into any initiative in a business is I'm going to try to get some new um, useful information is, is often better than I'm going to try to get a specific result.
1: Right.
0: it's, 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 it's a way of saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to set up a Facebook campaign and I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on that campaign. But my goal is to learn X. It's to learn if this ad copy gets clicked very much, it's going, it's going to be to learn if I can, for that thousand dollars, if I can get somewhere between a hundred and 150 people on my email list, it's people go into campaigns, funnels, whatever we call them, with the goal of, I want to get some clients, that usually fails. Okay. Because clients are the very, you've probably heard me say that money is the last thing to arrive. Well, clients are money. They're the last things to arrive. There's a lot of information available between here and there that's useful. And I think it, it can be much more productive to say, I'm going to get some information that I think relates to getting clients without being right. obsessed about directly like, well, how many, I spent a thousand dollars. How many clients did I get?
2: Right. That's really helpful actually. Yeah, I. that's good.
0: Do you, so are you think, I think it seems like maybe in one of our recent one-to-ones, you, you said something about maybe like wanting to do funnels?
2: Yeah, yeah. So- Are you seeing um, my face
0: right now? <laughs> it's my confused face. <laughs>
2: you are. Okay. So I mean, um, yeah, so I want it. I have this like weird thing. Like I should create a funnel. I have that going on in my head. Then I just got back from a conference, uh, that therapeutic schools conference. And I made, I, I can't like at least five, I mean, serious, serious connections. Not like, Oh, here's my business card. Right. It is like, we want to work with you. Let's figure out how we're calling next week. So I have three appointments this week for schools. You know, to, I mean, that's, that's the ticket. So I'm like, why am I, why am I doing a funnel? What, what am I doing? Like, they're my funnel, right? Like if I get a parent who has their kid in this boarding school or this residential treatment center, or whatever I'm doing, they know and like them, then I have an automatic in, which is what I've been. Tra- I mean, that's, sort of been my model and it's kind of got in and out because of the different places. So then I started scratching my head, like, why am, why am I spending time on a funnel? What am I doing? What am I doing?
0: Well, here's the reason why lots of people in your position want to spend time on funnels. It's because their calendar feels a little emptier than they want it to feel. They they yeah. want there to be a button and they can push and a lever they can pull without anyone's permission. And they want it like Facebook's there, I can just give Facebook some money and they'll resolve this feeling of discomfort that I'm currently having.
2: Yeah. That is what actually is going on
0: a very high percentage of the time. Yeah. But the reality is you're like a pure relationship builder. And most we all have, we all have, of course, we're humans are social creatures. We have relationship creation, but you in particular love to create relationships and So the the only uh, missing ingredient for, for you and people like you is patience because relationships can take a little longer to bear fruit. For example, you said I made five strong contacts. My prediction would be something meaningful will come from one of those contacts. Two more will have great conversations with you and maybe two more will ghost, something like this but you start stacking those up and two years from now, it's like, Hey, you're going to go to that conference this year. And you're like, "Uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna go this year. Why not? I, I'm pretty busy.
2: Yeah. there. that's so funny because I know someone who did not go to the conference and I've been scratching my head about like, why wouldn't she go? Why wouldn't she go? She's a therapist who does a lot of what I do, like programs for parents. And I'm like, she has enough business. Yeah, she, <laughs> like, has a full practice. Right. she has a full functioning. She's busy. She's swamped. Like she's yeah. brilliant. And I wish I, uh, I hope to be her someday. No, just kidding. I want to be me, but like her anyway. Um, so I did, it just kind of like dawned on me. Like, of course she's not going to spend, I did. I spent quite a bit of money going, but it was hugely helpful. But yeah. that's the reason it is. It's the patient thing. I think like, you know, me or something. I don't know. We've talked before, maybe a little once or twice. Okay. That's very, that's very helpful. But you bring
0: up really important points for everybody because for all of us, and I'm, I'm in the same exact boat it's patience, it's trusting relationships. Relationships produce relationships, but it can be very unnerving. It can be unsettling to be like, okay, I'm just, I guess I'm just sitting here waiting for the relationships to bear fruit, but they do. You don't have to build your business that way, of course, but it is a way. And it's the way where ultimately you end up. when I talk about marketing, sales, fulfillment, a a relationship-driven business ends up spending 90% of its time in the fulfillment, in the work itself, Mm -hmm. because of the foundation of relationships that you've created over the years.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you.
0: Okay, good to talk to you. You as well. Who
2: else wants to chat, if anybody?
0: all solved for everyone forever
2: good glad we got that out of the way nobody we all set i see
0: i think that's i think that's serena's hand can you unmute serena oh wait you are unmuted maybe you check your uh, audio input
2: I did. It was the, exactly. I was set there up with my on. microphone instead of hello. Um, okay. First of all, I love this. So thank you very much. And it's not a deep dive question, but I was in route when you had the graphic up that I, um, was like, I think saying relationships it was like a light blue it was at the very beginning. And I would love it you we were like, this becomes that becomes this and
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not
2: right. able to write it down. And as I've asked my brain to recall the information, it has not obliged.
0: I think maybe this slide.
2: Yep. That's exactly it. As you just said, marketing, sales, fulfillment. Okay, perfect. I liked seeing the easy breezy slide. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Thanks for bringing our attention back to it. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm as guilty as anybody of loving the sound of my own voice, but I, I made this probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I come back to it over and over and over again and find it useful in uh, teasing out what really is going on in the business. Yep. And there's just, there's just something here where it, it, there's a lot of complexity. There can be a lot of complexity within marketing and sales and fulfillment. But once you know which area you're addressing, mm-hmm. you've... You've covered a lot of ground.
2: Yeah, I love this. Thank you very much for it. Also, I love the secret podcast. That was a funny I'm so again. glad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really hopeful that that. I sometimes I have to make things that I think are just for me because my attention span is sh- so short, and if someone says you have to log in, as soon as someone says just log in here i'm like i'm out i hope you have a yep. great life yep um i've loved interacting with you but i will not be logging into anything ever and i actually uh have my money my money program this is just sort of neither here nor there for everybody i just like to give ideas sometimes that may spark something in all of you i'm going to be doing um my program it's been called money school i think i might just change it it might just be called conversations with mark I'm not sure we'll see But I've decided I'm going to use one of these private podcast feeds and I don't think there will be any sort of, um, I don't think there'll be any sort of login wall. It'll Mm -hmm. basically be like, yep, pay here. But then there's no direct relationship between them paying and them having access. The access is always there. Mm -hmm. This is heresy, but Mm -mm. it's like, I don't, I don't want to set up a whole platform. I don't. And as a participant, I don't want to deal with it. But if you send me an email that says, click this link and you're in, like you've got it. Yeah. I'll listen to that every once in a while. My support, by the way, for any of you who are curious about this, I had a membership between 2009 and 2012. It was a a membership business that taught people search engine optimization, which was very in vogue at the time. Charged $33 a month. We had the whole platform pay here. That activates your subscription, sends you your username and password, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we had about 15,000 people go through, be members over the life of the membership. And at some point we realized that people who canceled still had access. There was nothing stopping them from just continuing, continuing to use the membership. And every once in a while, we'd have some very honest person reach out to us and say, Hey guys, love, love what you're doing. Not for me right now. I've canceled, but I've just got to let you know you I can still log in. They were very concerned. And then we would reply validating their concern. Oh, thank you so much for letting us know. We'll look into that immediately. We never did. And I had logs of logins. And out of those 15,000 people, I want to say nine ever went back and signed into the thing they weren't paying for anymore which two, two things come from that. Number one, we way overthink our paywalls way overthink our paywalls. Like, Oh, but like the membership level. And if they've upsold and we way overthink that that's one. And we also overthink like blocking people from what they haven't paid for. It's so hard to get people to consume stuff for free. Do you really think (laughs) it's going to be like, they're going to, no, it doesn't matter. But the other thing, um, that I take away from that is things can just be way um, they can be way easier than, than we want them to be. We don't so much of what we do is just paper shuffling. That doesn't just doesn't matter. just doesn't matter. So that's food for thought for any of you who are considered like, especially if you have a one-to-one business and you're like, well, I need a members area because there's stuff that I only give to my clients. Like I promise you, you do not need a members area. Just send them a link. <laughs> and if they share it, great. That's marketing. Don't overthink like, oh, they can still access it. They're not a double diamond platinum, but they can access the double diamond platinum content. You're going to be fine. Uh Natalie says in the chat what if you have so many subscriptions and courses you've purchased and never used that you don't even know where to begin and shut them all down <laughs> asking for a friend I know you're asking for a friend Natalie this you would never you would never Uh
1: I believe in bankruptcy <laughs> I'm just going to scrap all my accounts and all my email addresses. Doesn't that sound so liberating and just start fresh with everything?
0: You, you, you and I I are dangerously similar in some ways.
1: I know we always discover that.
0: We do. Sometimes in a functional way, sometimes in a very dysfunctional way. (laughs) But I absolutely believe like people who have thousands of emails in their inbox or even hundreds, Uh I'm like, look, select all mark as read archive. Oh, if they that. get back, if it matters, they will get back to you.
1: Huh, I like that. Okay, Remi- remind your team that I'm doing that.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> you oh, you're one of those. <laughs> you're one of those that won't. Reply I'm getting better.
1: Teams. I'm getting better. 2022 is my year. Ask, ask your team. Ask Terry. New year, new you. <laughs> it's my new new me. Um,
0: I don't. I don't uh, know how exact the way that relates to your courses though. Your million courses. Yeah. Is you just make peace with the fact that you're never going to open any of them?
1: Yeah, I've already. Yeah, I pretty much done that already.
0: And it's okay to do that. It's okay to never open any of them.
1: As soon as my, I had on my to do list to go through and find all the courses and subscriptions and find oh. all the logins and passwords. I was like, oh yeah, let's just let's just stop
2: signing up for anything else ever again.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, we're about to sign off, but Beth Hillman, I think I see your hand up.
2: I have a little hand up. It's true. What's I that? just have a really quick question. <laughs> this is gonna sound like what? Where? What is this? Like, how did I get invited to this? Um, is it because I'm awesome and cool and have a striped shirt? Like, what's going on? No,
0: nope, okay. that's
2: it. Okay, super. So all the people striped shirts are invited.
0: Yeah, and most of them didn't wear theirs. But no, you're a bookkeeping <laughs> client. This is for bookkeeping okay. clients.
2: Awesome. Okay. I am. It's true. I have a bookkeeping client. So I just I want to make sure confusion
0: because we work together one-on-one, but yes, this we is, do. this is the, let's do the books. Clients only monthly call.
2: Okay. So it's a monthly call. That's great. Yeah. I have it. This is my first one. It was super valuable. Uh, so thank you. I'm just going to go and tell at least one. I only have one friend, but I'm going to tell her.
0: <laughs> do Demand that she join.
2: <laughs> okay. I will. <laughs>
0: Hey folks, I think we're, I mean, unless anybody else wants to chat, I think we're, we're good to go. And we'll, I'm, I'm going to be, you have the private podcast feed now. So this audio will be in that feed by tomorrow afternoon. If you didn't get an email for that, then you should email me Oh, what a risky proposition that is, but you should, because it's really, really simple to set up. That's why I'm so excited about it. Okay. So yeah, private private podcast feed tomorrow. And then um, we'll be back here first Tuesday in March. Have a great month, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Thanks.